You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Well, praise the Lord, I'm Pastor Michael Jakes, and welcome once again to the Sunday Sermon Series. We're here once again with a word for your heart and for your soul. We pray that you'll be able to stay with us for a little bit as we get into the Word of God. Currently, we're in a brand new series that we just started last week entitled Lessons from the Parables. Amen. And we're looking at finding encouragement from these words, these powerful parables that Jesus spoke. This morning, we have another one for you, and we pray once again that you'll be able to stay with us. Our ministry is That's the Word Ministries. We are a ministry dedicated to the propagation and proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We do teach and preach the message of the cross uh, for living and for sanctification, uh, and we pray once again that you will help us as we get this message out by simply sharing out this page if you're watching over social media. Amen? And we're going to get started with a word of prayer and the word of God right after this. Yes, another reminder, our brand new book, Churchified or Sanctified, is scheduled to come out, and it will come out, amen, uh, on August the 5th. That's just 18 days away. We're counting down, and so we're very excited, and we pray that you will also pray for us as we continue to move forward in the work of the Lord, amen. Shout out to all of those who are watching right now with Facebook and YouTube. God bless you. God bless you. We thank you for joining us, amen. Let's open up in a word of prayer. Lord, we bless your name this morning. We thank you once again for giving us this opportunity to open up your word. Lord, we pray that as we open up your word, Lord, that you might do what only you can do with your word, Lord Jesus, that is draw souls unto yourself. Lord, we pray that you might encourage us, lead us and guide us into your truth. Lord, draw those who need to hear these words today to this place on the World Wide Web. Lord, have your way. Bless us right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, hallelujah. I want to bring you to the book of Luke. That's where we are as we speak about the parables of Luke, amen? The parables in Luke. Luke chapter number 18, Luke chapter number 18. And we're going to read the parable of what is traditionally known as the persistent widow, amen? Luke chapter 18, starting in verse number one. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to think 
saying, there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city. And she came unto him saying, avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his, avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. You know, we live in a very uh, topsy-turvy, upside-down world. Uh, this world, uh, without holding any punches, this world is corrupt. This world is going in the wrong direction. Amen. This world is under, uh, under the operation of Satan. Yes, he is the one who is making things go and work in this world. This is not to say that God is not sovereign. Of course, God is absolutely sovereign and he sees and he knows every single thing. However, Satan is the prince of this present uh, world system. And he is the one who moves things uh, along in this world as they go along in a corrupt manner. And I, have, I started that way uh, because here we see uh, the gist. Here we see in the very first verse of chapter number 18, uh, we see what this parable, what Jesus is trying to point out in this parable. He says this parable was to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint and not to faint, not to give up. There are many obstacles uh, in the world today uh, that would push you to, uh, that would lead you to, uh, that would try and cause you to give up, to stop praying, uh, to give up hope. Many, many different obstacles, many different reasons why an individual would come to that con particular conclusion. But when we read in this uh, particular parable, we see this persistent widow and she says to this Lord, this judge in this uh, in this parable, a wicked judge, but God, but, but Jesus is going to make the connection. This is a wicked judge. And here we see that the wicked judge uh, is tired of hearing her. He is weary. She keeps coming. Every time he turns around, there she is in his face. He, rather, she won't leave him alone. And it says here, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And then the Lord made the connection. Jesus makes the connection. Hear what this unjudged judge says. says. Here's what it means. Here's what it's all about. Shall not God avenge or come to the aid of or answer the prayers of uh, his own elect, those who are his, his children, those who call upon him, uh, shall he not come to their aid when they call upon him and cry to him day and night, uh, though he bear long with them? If that is the case with an unjust, a wicked judge, a wicked judge whom he says uh, he, he does not regard man. I don't care. 
I don't want to be bothered. I don't have time. But he relents and gives this woman what she wants. How much more will God himself give who is not, or God is not a wicked judge, of course. How much more will God give to his children? How much more will he answer their cry? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. But here's what he says. Having said that, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? Shall he find faith on the earth? You see, this world, this world is rushing to judgment. This world is on a collision course. It's on a collision course with God's judgment on this planet. And we know that God is going to bring us out. The Lord is going to take us out of this world. When we talk about in scripture, and we're going to get a little uh, eschatological and talk theology just for a moment here. Uh, when we talk about the second coming, when he comes, we know that there are two uh, uh, two phases to the second coming. At first, we know that there is the rapture, the rapture of the church that we read about in First Corinthians, First uh, Thessalonians, rather, chapter number four, when he shall take us uh, up into heaven to be with him. God has not called us to wrath. We know that after the rapture has taken place, we know that uh, tribulation shall happen and then great tribulation shall happen, such as the world has never seen before. We are not there yet. In spite of what many have said, in spite of what many believe, we are not in the tribulation. This is not it. This pandemic is a drop in the bucket compared to what the tribulation will actually be once the church is gone. And so we see that the rapture is the first, uh, the very first phase of the second coming. The, the second phase of the second coming happens seven years after, seven years after the rapture. Jesus Christ will come back to earth with the saints. That's who we are. That's we who were raised up seven years before. He will come back to us, uh, spoil uh, this battle of Armageddon, which is going to barely get started. And he is going to set up his kingdom, his 1,000-year millennial kingdom. So that those are the two phases of uh, the second coming. But here's the question that he says here. When he comes... When he comes, and let's, let's deal with us here in this first phase of the second coming. Because we won't be here for the second for the second phase. We ourselves right now. At least we won't be here. Uh, we will be immortal at that point in time. Didn't want to get too, didn't want to get too technical. But let's deal with us now. Will Jesus, when he comes, will he find faith on the earth? Let's, let's expand that. Let's expand what the word is talking about. Will he find faith on the earth? Will he find us being faithful? Are we going to be faithful? We know that scripture says that he is coming for a church without spot or wrinkle. Now, without spot or wrinkle does not indicate perfection. We are not perfect. We do. We are clothed with the clothed with the righteousness of Christ, but once again, we are yet living in these mortal corrupt bodies, these, these bodies that are filled with sin. And so it's, it, it's not correct to say that we are perfect. We will be perfected when we get to heaven, but we are not there now. 
But until such time, are we being faithful? Faithful. Now, when we talk about being faithful, we're not talking about putting faith in faith. That is not something that the child of God is called to do. We do not put our faith in faith. We put our faith in Jesus Christ and who he is and what he has done. That's where our faith belongs, in Christ. Amen? And so are we, will he find us faithful? Faithful. Now, what does it mean to be faithful? It means to be busy doing that which the Lord has called us to do. It means to be faithful in prayer. It means to be preaching his word in season and out of season. All of these things are parts of being faithful in him and to him. Amen. And the world, once again, as we started off, the world is going to do all it can to pick us off and to try and pull faith out of us to try to distract us and frustrate us and cause doubt to come into our hearts and minds. And when that happens, we will move away from his truth. We must maintain, we must maintain perseverance. Perseverance, like this woman, she kept coming. She kept coming. She would not give up. She would not give up. And so when he comes, will he find us preoccupied or will he find us persevering? I want to be one who is persevering. Amen. Let me give you a few scriptures here. Uh, Colossians chapter number four and verse number two. And you may be dealing with something in your life right now. You may be dealing with a, with a point in, uh, with something going on, something going on in your life where you just find that it's hard and difficult to believe. It may be physical, it may be financial, it may be mental, it may be spiritual, but you find yourself, you're praying and you're praying and it doesn't seem like your prayers are going anywhere. Uh, as we used to say, sometimes it feels like your prayer, your prayers are like brass and they're going up to the ceiling and coming down and you just don't sense that God hears. Here's what the scripture says. Uh, Colossians chapter number four and verse number two, continue Continue in prayer. That word continue there means to devote yourself to prayer. Devote yourself to prayer. Do not give up. Continue in prayer and watch in the same. Watch in prayer. That means, once again, it means to keep going, to be on your guard. Even as you pray, you need to be on guard. In the same with thanksgiving. So we need to, as we pray, thank God for who he is. Thank him. Just thank him. That's talking about praise. Begin to praise him as you pray. Amen. So very important. You know, I received I received an email uh, recently from someone who had a concern uh, about prayer. Uh, and, and the question, the gist of the question was simply, uh, how do we hold our faith uh, when we're wondering and worrying about whether or not God is going to, whether the answer to our prayer is going to be a yes or no, it may be it may be about a healing of a body, or it can be anything. But we're we're constantly worrying about Lord, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? How do we maintain faith? See, I believe that we have to simply align ourselves with God's will. We need to make sure that we don't allow our own feelings get into get in the way of our faith in Him. Amen. What we desire. The desires of our heart, 
Uh, we need to make sure that the desires of our heart are founded upon him. Amen. Now, once again, what you consider best for yourself. If, it, if we're talking about a physical healing, let's use physical healing as an example. If you are talking about physical healing, uh, you would think that what's best for you is that you are healed. But what is what you think is best for you may not be what the Lord believes is best for you at a particular time. Now, once again, this does not say that God will not heal. God is able. We know that God is absolutely able to heal and he does heal. But once again, we must be careful to align ourselves with his will, whatever that will may be. That's something easy to say, but I believe it's, it's yet the truth. We need to align ourselves with his will. Lord, what do you want? Lord, do you want me to be in this condition? Once again, we're still talking about physical healing. And once again, physical healing, that's all in the hand of the Lord. It's his will. Listen, we don't tell him what he's supposed to do. We don't mandate him. We don't rule him. We don't tell him, Lord, you said in your word and you have to do it. He, he doesn't have to do anything. That is, I believe that is a wrong way uh, to approach God, even in the matter, uh, even in the matter of, of prayer. I believe that's a wrong way to approach, uh, to approach God. Uh, I've, I've heard, I've heard it said, and, and, and someone once chided me, uh, several years back about praying for God's will when I pray, because I I'm known to say, Lord, if it be your will. Now I'm wondering if it, is it something wrong with someone praying, Lord, if it be your will, I don't think it is anything wrong because once again, we are assuming that what we want is what God's going to give. We are assuming that what we want is what God also wants. And it just may not be the case. It may not be the case. So we pray, I pray, Lord, according to your will, let it be done according to your will. Lord, heal. Lord, we know you can heal. That That is, that is not in doubt at all. Lord, we understand, we know, we believe, we have faith, Lord, that you are a healer. By your stripes, we are healed. But according to your will, let it be done. The fact is that everyone, we're still talking about physical healing, everyone is not healed. I don't have an answer for that question. I don't have an answer for that. I don't know why everyone is not healed. But for all of those who do believe that all you have to do is, is, is uh, decree and declare, which you actually don't find anywhere in scripture. But if, if people just believe that they can decree and declare that people are to be healed, I think these individuals need to go to every hospital in America or the world, decree and declare. And I'm not trying to be funny, but if this is the case, if it's that simple and that easy to heal, then you, you, you got to empty the hospitals. You got to empty the hospitals. But we know that this cannot be done because once again, when it comes to physical healing, it's up to God. It's up to God and he will heal. He will heal miraculously. He will heal when we don't think he can heal. He will heal when you don't expect that he will heal. He will heal. 
Amen. That's what God will do. That's the God that we serve. But once again, it's all in his hands. Lord, according to your will. Be it according. Scripture says, according to your faith, be it unto you. Amen. According to our faith, we believe. Now we're willing to receive from the Lord according to his will. Amen. So that's that's very important. So will the Lord, when he comes, find faith. And once again, will he find faithfulness, faithfulness, everything, uh, everything. I, I just, my wife uh, pointed out something to me, uh, something to me uh, online today uh, and showed me that uh, someone, another pastor, I, I, I've never heard of him. He's, he's, he's here in New York, not far from where we are here right now. Uh, and he has come out as saying, now he is an atheist. Hey, I, so, I mean, what do you say? Someone who's been in ministry for several years, someone who's been in youth ministry for, for a number of years and, and preaching and teaching, I'm assuming, and just finally says, listen, I, I, I'm an atheist. I don't believe. What, what, what do you do in those types of cases? You have to leave it up to God. You have to leave it up to God. You can say, well, he was never saved, or you can say, well, he's having a lapse in his faith. He just boldly proclaimed that he is an atheist. I don't even believe in God anymore. So once again, this world, this world and the pressures of this world and the things that happen and go on in this world can bring a person who is not grounded in their faith, not grounded, can bring someone to make an abrupt and and dastardly, I, I'm gonna call it dastardly, a very dastardly decision by coming to a point where you say you do not believe. Will Christ find faith and faithfulness on the earth when he comes? What do you do when faith fades? You don't give up. You don't give ear to the devil's lies. You don't give ear to what the devil will tell you. And he will tell you so many things. I am sure that whoever this individual is, that he heard from voices. He heard voices uh, from the enemy telling him that this is it's all not real. Look at what's going on. Look at what's happening. Maybe your congregation is, 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 is here and there. Uh, they don't hear you. They're not listening. They're not listening. They, and what do you do? What do you do? And so I'm sure that this man is totally, obviously deceived. Obviously deceived. Someone who claims faith in Christ and abruptly says, not anymore. There's some deception. There is something very, very evil that has taken place in his life. But that is what this world will do to a child of God who does not believe, who does not believe. Listen, faith is not something to be trifled with. You need to keep your faith where it belongs, first of all, and that is in Christ and his finished work. That is where our faith should be centered. We don't put our faith in, in who our pastor is. We don't put our faith in what church we go to. 
We don't put our faith even in the works that we do. As good as the works that we do may be. We, we, we minister, we pray, we, we read our Bibles, we fast, we, we, we attend church, but do not put your faith in the doing of any of those things. Your faith, as you do those things, your faith must be anchored in Christ. Anchored in Christ. And unless your faith is anchored in Christ, your faith can stumble. Your faith can begin to fade and go in another direction if you are not careful. Will Christ find faith on earth when he returns? Let me give you a few more scriptures. Philippians chapter number four and verse number six. Very familiar scripture that most of us know. It says, be careful or be anxious. Don't worry. For nothing, but in everything, in everything by prayer and supplication. Once again, that word supplication indicates just bearing in. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. Just because you don't see an answer doesn't mean that God is not going to answer. Just because you don't sense his presence doesn't mean that he is there. You pray. You pray. As it says in First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 17. You pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Do not give up. Just like this woman. Just like this woman. Keep your faith. Keep yourself in the Lord's face. Amen. Ephesians chapter number six and verse number 18. It says, praying always with all prayer. And here's that word again. And supplication in the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now, when it's talking about uh, praying in the spirit, I know there are several ways that you can take that. Uh, some take it to mean simply when you pray in the spirit that you pray uh, in speaking in tongue, that you have a prayer language. I understand that view. And there's another view that uh, says that simply that when you pray, uh, when you pray in the spirit, you are praying in alignment with the Holy Spirit. Once again, we talked about that just a few minutes ago, being in alignment with the Spirit of God, being in alignment with God's will, whatever he wants. And we need to be in alignment with the Spirit of God. Amen. As we pray, Lord, whatever the answer is to this prayer, I accept it. I expect we must resign ourselves to whatever he says. That's it. Whether it's yes, whether it's no, whether it's wait, we must resign ourselves to be happy with whatever the Lord uh, comes back with, whatever answer the Lord comes back with uh, pertaining to our prayer. Amen. We read here once again, back in Luke, that God will avenge or he will come to the aid of those who call upon him. He's not going to leave you out there stranded. He's not going to do that. You know, sometimes we pray for something for so long. And we just don't sense, uh, we just don't sense uh, the Lord uh, uh, speaking to us. We just don't sense the Lord telling us which way to go and, and what to do. Uh, in such cases, we must continue to believe. Continue to believe. Nothing wavering. Nothing wavering. Remember what happens from the book of James when you waver. 
when you doubt, when you're tossed to and fro, uh, the Bible says that let not that individual think that they will receive anything from God. And so we must not waver. We must not allow our faith to be shaken. Rather, our faith should be encouraged. First of all, we have our faith centered in Christ and who he is. And when we do this, we understand that he is sovereign. He is sovereign. He will lead us. Everything that he does is always for our in our best interest. Whether it's a no or whether it's a yes or whether it's a wait, it's always in our best interest. Once again, we need to pray, Lord, help me to see as you see. Lord, help me to it to, to receive as you would have me to receive. This woman, this woman, she cried day and night unto the Lord, unto this judge. We cry day and night unto the Lord, Lord. And we are in that time where we need to pray. You and I, more than ever before, we need to pray. I need to pray. We all need to pray more because there's so much more to pray about. When we look at the conditions in the world today, we need to pray. We need to pray, but do not lose heart. Do not lose heart. Let's go right back up as we close today. Let's go right back up uh, to the first verse in uh, in Luke chapter 18 and verse number one. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Don't give up. Don't give up. Whatever you're dealing with today, whatever you're dealing with, stand firm. And having done all, stand stand. God has not forgotten you. He sees. He knows. He is working even when you don't see that he's working. Even when you don't feel that he is working. He is working. He is working. Lord, we bless your name. We thank you, Lord, for your word, Lord Jesus. Lord, we trust you today. Lord, like this woman, like this persistent widow who had no one else to turn to except this judge. Lord, we know that we have no one else to turn to except you. And Lord, we trust your decision uh, in whatever situation that it is uh, that we are praying about. Lord, we know that you have our best interest at heart at all times. But Lord, I know that you want us to learn to be patient and to wait. Lord, will you find faith when you return? Lord, help us that we might remain faithful and have our faith in the right place. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We bless your name. In your precious name, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. We just bless the name of the Lord. We honor him. We praise him. We thank him for all uh, that he is doing. Don't give up. Do not lose heart. Whatever you're praying about, God is on the case. God is on the move and he will answer you in his own time. He makes all things beautiful in his time. Amen. Well, we want to thank each and every person for joining us uh, this morning. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be here with you uh, as we open up the word of God. Just a reminder, we're here tomorrow night uh, with 
the Line by Line podcast, the book of Matthew. We are in chapter number eight, chapter number eight, amen. We have concluded the Sermon on the Mount. Yes, we have, and we will be uh, in chapter number eight uh, tomorrow night, uh, beginning at seven o'clock p.m. We hope that you can join us, amen. Also, on Tuesday night, we're continuing in our series, uh, part three, The Remnant, a biblical overview of God's end time people. Amen. We've had two uh, powerful, uh, powerful uh, messages so far. We pray that once again, the Lord uh, will be with us and help us to bring forth a word uh, that will be encouraging. Amen. And so you can join us at eight o'clock on Tuesday night. Amen. We look forward to seeing you there. And on Wednesday night, Wednesday night, we're continuing in the first principles of the Christian life, and we are continuing with our study of the glorious church. Amen. We've learned so much so far, and there's so much more that we want to look into as we talk about the glorious church. That is coming up on Wednesday night at eight o'clock. Hope you can join us. And of course, we'll be back here next week uh, once again with another parable from the book of Luke in the lessons from the parables. Amen. Another reminder. We have 18 more days and our new book, Churchified or Sanctified, will be available on Amazon.com. Amen. Hope you're able to get your copy uh, out of the presses. Amen. Uh, I believe that it'll be a blessing uh, to your life. Amen. Uh, Churchified or Sanctified, exploring the dangers of religion and the glory of relationship. Amen. So we pray that you will uh, get your copy beginning on August the 5th. Amen. And so there you have it. I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being with us. I pray that you're blessed. Uh, don't forget if you're watching over Facebook that you can share this page out that others also may be blessed. Amen. Until hopefully we'll see you tomorrow night. We'll see you. Have a good day and God bless you. Dejo un secreto. Cuando la salsa picante del Spicy Crispy Chicken Sandwich de McDonald's cae en el wrapper, se convierte en un dip para tus papitas. Esas papitas y refresco mediano que te llevas gratis al comprar cualquiera de los Crispy Chicken Sandwiches de McDonald's por el app. Crujiente, tiernito y jugoso. Es pollo a la McDonald's. Ordena por anticipado en el app de McDonald's. Para pa pa pa. Válido del 28 de febrero al 3 de abril del 2022. Solo en McDonald's participantes de Estados Unidos. Válido una vez por semana. Se requiere descarga y registro de la aplicación de McDonald's.